Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue and conclude our director's spotlight for michael mann with his newly released ferrari it was released on christmas day december 25th 2023 it was written by troy kennedy martin based on the book by brock yates and directed by michael mann i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And man, we got another great theater experience under our belt here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very happy with it. Uh Ferrari, man. I, I I this this spotlight ramped up my expectations like crazy for it. And I am uh I'm so happy mm. with the payoff here. How are you feeling fresh off of it? Oh yeah. Oh dude. Man, Michael Mann, uh now that we're all said and done with him we've got all the movies we're said to cover um i am not done with him myself that's for sure i think yeah. uh beyond beyond stopping here at ferrari i will i will get his other uh filmography and i need to need to see his other stuff um because mm-hmm. he was he was the most surprising director i think out of the whole list um that we've covered so far maybe not necessarily my favorite or the best um, but definitely the most surprising as far as uh, I just did not expect to like any of his movies. I guess I had zero expectations with Michael Mann because I didn't really know anything about his movies. Um, I, get that. I get that. And in this, I mean, I I uh, I do ha- you know have a little love for cars. You know, growing up, not as much now, but I've I've been into them. I like um the sounds that they made like so i was i was somewhat into uh this movie not like completely out of it um but i mean i i think the the racing all of the all of that sort of stuff just kind of goes to the wayside and it's way more focused on the relationships of Mm. enzo like that's that's what what the movie's about to me and it was i don't know it was not what i was expecting at all um, a lot more um, documentary. I don't. I don't want to say documentary because that kind of. I feel. I feel like that discredits it in some way. Um, informational, but a bit yeah. more informational than you thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, and I mean, there's it's there's some some slower points in the movie, like just a lot of uh, just building up what eventually will come. Like, I mean, that's that's the thing is that Michael Mann, he's a He's a master when it comes to building tension, and there's, I mean, not much tension to really build. With this, it's just like, they're going to go on a race, and it's dangerous. And, like, everyone understands. And, like, it's like, there's not really um, a lot that's going on there. But I loved, I thought that there was a great deal of tension building just Mm -hmm. through the act of racing. 
it's not necessarily that like you feel that we're building to something pretty much the whole fucking movie, you know, mm-hmm. like you, yeah. it, it's consistently like we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. And then one of my favorite things that they do is squashing that tension. Like when that, whenever mm-hmm. that's like met, whenever, whenever it culminates and seeing how it's handled after specifically by Enzo Ferrari played by Adam driver, who does a mm. wonderful job. Um, I like, uh, we'll keep it spoiler free for a while, you know. Mm, if you have okay. not, if you have not watched the movie, you know, we'll keep you around for a little bit, let you know what we thought on a broad scope mm-hmm. before we dive into more specifics. But uh, I thought I, I really, really enjoyed it. I have a personal bias of not being a huge fan of car movies or racing mm-hmm. movies in general, so I was very pleasantly surprised that this was much more of a almost a family drama. Which yeah. is interesting. Uh, definitely not what I expected. Um, mm-hmm. And I was overwhelmingly satisfied with that side of the story. And I was overwhelmed. Like, this was one of the most compelling racing movies I've ever seen in terms of the, like, just, you're there. You're, like, the yeah. way he shot racing oh. was fucking oh. fantastic. Oh God. Um, I, yeah. I, I came away from this very surprised with how much I like it. And how much I mm-hmm. thought, how good I thought it was. Because I, yeah. um, for some reason, my expectations, I was like, fresh off of this spotlight specifically, I was like, there's only so much you can do here. You know, like, I was like, the story that he's telling here, mm-hmm. again, I told you, I have, I don't typically like racing movies. So I was, I was expecting much mm-hmm. more cars. Yeah, racing. And there's, mm-hmm. there's plenty of that, obviously. But, uh, yeah. I thought for sure I was going to come away from it being like bottom bottom two man for me, and I'm not there. I'm not there. Um, That's what I was. I, I haven't slotted it in in the like just director spotlight kind of movies or or there. But I mean, it, as far as man is considered, it's not Heat. Um, it no, is, it is no. not The Insider. I don't um, think it so. Is not Collateral for me. But I, I think I, I would put it around the same level as as Thief. Um, hmm. It's it's a I don't think it, it it's not the bottom I think that's still Manhunter which is crazy that that's just yeah it's a great bottom movie. of the barrel movie for for Michael Mann but I think this is it's probably number four um for me and I could, I could I, see that I'd probably go back to Thief first I'd probably go rewatch Thief um before I watch Ferrari Ferrari I I don't think um a rewatch would grant you much more i feel like it's it's just kind of one of those movies that you see you're very glad that you have seen it mm. um and if if you ever have to watch it again or, or someone's seen it you'll be like oh yeah i'll, I'll sit in for that i'll watch for that sure. but i don't think yeah, you... no it's it's definitely a particular kind of enjoyment you know because mm-hmm. on a personal note um i have this three i have this above collateral okay um yeah and it's the same thing you're talking about i would rewatch collateral 10 times out of 10 before I rewatched Ferrari. I absolutely mm-hmm. would. Um, I thought that the, what they got to chew on in this movie was just a different fucking level in terms of performance. I thought that, you know, visually I thought it was really, really well done. I didn't think that uh, it would, I, I certainly didn't think it would breach that. I put it kind of right there with collateral for me. Um, okay. It's uh I don't know which way that goes. Three, four, four, three, whichever. But um, yeah, I, I, mean, uh, I 
I can definitely recognize that this this is made much much better than Collateral. Mm-hmm. Like uh, critically wise, yeah, yeah, no, this this one's kind of I don't know. I the Collateral would would be I, I'd say the standout um, for the, what we've covered as far as like just how visually and how good movies look for Michael Mann. I'd say Collateral is probably the least visually. Hmm. Um, invoking movie there, but this out of this was was nice. No, not not even different. IMAX here, you know. And it was oh, yeah, still and it was different for Michael incredible. Mann's visual language. You know, like uh, you saw notes of it. I thought at points, I love the way that he he has a real knack for splitting the screen. You know, he did it a lot in Collateral, mm-hmm. where like there was always the mm-hmm. divider between Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox and the taxi and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know uh, when asphalt takes up half the screen or a field takes up half the screen mm-hmm. or, you know, like all that. I, I absolutely, I, the insider, whenever half the screen was somebody's fucking face and then it was whatever was behind them, you know, like I think we got a little bit of that here as well. So there was, there were absolutely manisms, but um, mm. as far as what you think of when you think of a Michael Mann movie, that, uh, that uh, midnight blue sort of, dark tone and this is dark don't get me wrong uh but uh visually it's much brighter i think than we typically find a michael mann movie to be and i really appreciated it for that i thought that he found a way to evolve as a visual filmmaker even now um Mm -hmm. granted you know the last movie we covered chronologically is 20 years prior to this Mm -hmm. so i don't know how much he has evolved in between collateral and Ferrari, but this seems to be quite the leap visually between those yeah. two movies. Um, oh yeah, um, and I, may, maybe that is is more of well, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say maybe it's more of the story that's being told. Like this is obviously when it's racing, there, there's fast moving parts, but this is very slow. Um, otherwise, like it is uh, just people having conversations, um, one meeting to the next, uh, just. How how business like it is kind of crazy seeing, um, kind of the day in the life of Enzo Ferrari and what he, you know, I'm assuming they didn't get his day down pat, but they, I mean, this is probably what what days looked like for him. It seemed that it was just a phone call. All right, I have to go do this. I'm going to the factory. I have to do this now. I have to go talk to this person. Blah blah blah. Um, Tell her I might call her tomorrow. I have business to attend to. You know, yeah. that, that line was one that stood out for me. Yeah. I, um, uh, I fucking love Adam Driver. I'm, uh, mm. obviously, you know, yeah. At Star Wars fans, we have a little bit of a personal bias to, to enjoy Adam Driver as mm-hmm. he was uh, our, our beloved Kylo Ren Ben Solo. Um, but, oh, yeah. uh, even beyond that, I've loved his work with Noah Bombach and I'm glad that he's, Join seemingly joining the lexicon of Michael Mann as he's supposed to also be uh, Robert De Niro's character from Heat, Neil McCauley, and Heat mm-hmm. Two. Um, so I'm, I, I loved his work here. I thought there's something so physically imposing about Adam Driver. He is he he feels so massive mm-hmm. on screen, and I've I've always gotten that like from The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Like he always yeah presents himself as huge like the dude like and that's the thing is he's tall and he's he's a big guy but um six two like 
but there's something larger. It feels like there's something larger than life about yeah. him. Uh, like there was yeah. a moment when he got out of a car, uh, at Shalian Woodley's character's house, Lena. Um, and he, he takes off his jacket, throws it in the car. He takes off his hat, throws it in the car and he loosens his tie and he mm-hmm. walks, he walks towards her. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what a man. Like the, the physical performance of mm. this guy, even beyond just how good he was with, uh, you know, he's, I, I don't think Adam Driver is Italian. Uh, maybe he is, but, uh, if he is, I don't think or if, so. If he's not mm-hmm. pretty solid Italian accent there. Um, you're not getting that distinctive Adam Driver, Adam Driver yeah. voice, you know, out of him a little bit. Apparently, uh, he's got Dutch, English, German, Irish, and Scottish. So look at that. Uh, no, it was no impressive. Italian I was there. impressed with yeah. him. Uh, oh yeah. But beyond that, just the physicality of him, his presence on screen is so massive. And he, uh, to quote Martin Scorsese, uh, he had that girth. He, <laughs> you know, he 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 dominates the screen. Uh, wow. Scorsese said that in context of what? What did he? Brendan Fraser and Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. That's perfect. Oh, that's okay. yeah. He did. I do. Okay, I remember that now. I, I think I do remember hearing that. Yeah, he had um, that girth. Um, but, but that's like this was the first time since I heard that quote where I felt it was applicable to say it about someone. Like when yeah. he's on the screen, he, he he takes it up, and it's wonderful to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So Adam Driver, I I went with him for performance, um, even though there is another that is an easy candidate. It's one of those, one of the rare movies where the top two are like, it is almost impossible to pick between. Um, and Adam driver, I went ahead and edged, I went ahead and gave him the edge there because I just love that guy. I love his presence. And, uh, he, he was wonderful in this movie. Oh, he's incredible. Our, our Kylo Ren, you know, as seeing him be this Italian guy, you know, I've, I've seen house of Gucci. I've seen, you know, he was, uh, Uh, yes, yes. What was, what, what, what was his name in there? So uh, yeah, Maurizio. Yeah. Good old, good old Maurizio Gucci in there. So I, I, uh, but this, this one was, he took it to a different level here, a different, whole different character to have to play, um, for one, but man, no, he, he did incredible. I was about to go with him, but I gave the other, uh, performance, the, uh, the light, uh, Penelope, hello, Penelope Cruz as Laura Ferrari. Um, they, I mean, they just, whenever they were together, man, I mean, they, I mean, they had their individual parts, uh, that were great, but man, whenever they just got a chance to go off each other back and forth, it was, I mean, oh my God. Yeah. They were, they were incredible. They Um, were, man. They were, I think, uh, if I had to, from what I've seen and what I've heard, and who I trust. If I were doing a best actor shortlist for the Oscars, like what I think the nomination should be is mm-hmm. Killian Murphy. Of course. Uh, yeah. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. uh, Bradley Cooper for Maestro to each their own. I, I think he'll definitely get a nomination whether he deserves it or not. I don't know. Um, Paul Giamatti and the holdovers. Um, beyond that, Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari feels like a shoe in. I don't I don't know how uh I don't know how you pass that up. I think that uh he was and I think that just, Penelope Cruz on the flip side absolutely earns one either supporting yeah. or lead. I don't know what she would technically be yeah. categorized as. Um 
but either way, more than deserving. Like she was, she was fucking fantastic yeah. of at least a nod, you know? Um, mm. But well, I uh, mean, Adam driver though, like he just, I got, he had a lot more screen time, which, you know, will, will help. Uh, and like a lot more moments. And, and you were kind of talking about it earlier where something would happen and you knew you were leading to something, but kind of the best part about it was seeing how Enzo reacted to whatever just happened um and and a lot of times like words weren't even spoken it was just his face and like just sticking with him for a while like i remember um i guess after the big event uh, and he's he's very shocked um a co-worker comes up to him you know and is talking to him and he's just kind of like not respond you know he's just kind of like lost he's like in shock he's like he's still listening you know but he's like i I don't know. I like I I don't even know what to say right now. And like just the facial acting he does in those moments um is incredible. And then him just actually talking to like the I thought that the uh Italian uh was going to get to me too much like cuz like I I watch everything with subtitles and that's the one thing about theater experiences that yeah. I wish I could have. It got, subtitles. it got easier um, as the movie went on, but at the beginning, I was like, oh, no, am I going to have a tough time understanding yeah. everybody? Yeah, and I think they they kind of knew that because uh, whenever they were bringing up characters' names, and it was just the most Italian-sounding names of all time, they'd be like, yeah, and here's the context about them right afterwards. Like, it's right. like, we'll say their name, uh, but but we'll give you the context. And then, uh, like I like, the two... Um, two guys that he lost. Um, on the, oh, but, what? Yeah, twenty four years um, ago to the week, or you know. Um, yeah, and that's um, that's in the, their son. That was completely separate from. This is like a yes. race accident that he uh, lost. That happened. People, is what he said. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe it was because he says something about how it was from the metal that he made. At some point, like hit, like he oh, built the cars okay. that crashed and okay. they died. Um, yeah. And then his son, Dino, there was, uh, this was the first, we talked about this with Napoleon oh. on the Patreon a few weeks back, uh, how we don't really pay attention to like the time jump thing, like the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed, I really loved the way they utilized it at the beginning of this movie where they, uh, they showed the like, you know, the black and white footage of Adam driver and, yeah. <laughs> in, in the, in the old Ferrari. Um, uh-huh. but then they cut to an explanation that him and his wife opened, uh, opened Ferrari construction, uh, about, mm-hmm. uh, in 1937. And then it said, and then it flashed 1957. Yeah. It's been, it's been 20 years. And then on Dino's grave, it says 1956. So mm-hmm. he died a year before the events of this movie. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I got the, I got, I, I read those years, but I guess I just didn't put the two together that this was just a year afterwards. That, yeah, they're that only been, a year removed from the death helpful. of their son. So yeah, we're, okay. we are, we are in the middle of the obviously hardest time of their life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was another scene um that was uh, a possible choice was whenever um i don't think this was the same argument i think this was a different argument um that laura and enzo had 
but it was whenever she was like, you were supposed to save him. You know, oh, he was dude. like, I, I tried, you know, I did oh, everything. I'm fucking, you know, incredible. like, I know more about, oh. I know more about this and this and this than I do about cars. Like I did everything. Dude. Uh, that was fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Um, like, you know, what he does with women is one thing. But at least he he seems to uh, to want to be a a good father and like seems oh, he to loves. like that's, yeah mm-hmm. yeah he that's one I don't thing know, that stood it, out about the character is that he it, mm-hmm. he loves his children with all his heart he loves his family he loves what he does um yeah. I like he loves and there's a, there's a line that he delivers when he's talking to his team his racing team where he says uh, it's a deadly passion that we have. Yes. You know, but we do it. And and like uh that fucking phenomenal. There like I was just floored. T- like summed up so much of the movie in one one dialogue. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy what we do. You know, like it doesn't just doesn't really make sense. Uh but we know death is close, but we don't care. Um if if someone dies on on Sunday, you know, I don't know. Like, I, was that the same thing? My friend, like, my is, friend dies on Friday. I say that I'm not going to race on Monday, but I'm back in the car on Sunday. You know, yeah. like that's like it's. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if that was at the table. I th- I feel like it it might have been. There's a couple scenes at the table, yeah. so I think there's a cutaway in between. Scene, yeah, um, it it seemed the first one was definitely the best. Whenever hmm. or like he was like, you know, you're. You fucking, he basically was calling them all pussies. Like, he was like, you guys, you guys gotta win. What the fuck? That's where my favorite line came from. Oh, Uh, yes. I absolutely adored some of the moments, uh, during this scene where, uh, here, let me, let me see if I can't pull it up because I have the shortened version Mm -hmm. in the sheet right now, but it's, it's a trailer moment. And there's something about the trailer Mm -hmm. moments for this movie that I fucking adored because the trailer doesn't even begin to give you the impact of them. And you think, yes, why would they show me this in the trailer? And then you watch it in the movie and you're like, holy fucking shit. Uh, But there's in the middle of my quote, he says the, the trailer line where he says, you know, uh, two objects cannot occupy the same point in space at the same moment in time. You know, he says that in the middle of it, but, the context of it where he says on the straight into the tight corner at the new Le Mans, there's only one line through it. Barra pulls up next to you, challenging you. You're even, but two objects cannot occupy the same point in space at the same moment in time. Barra does a lift. The corner races at you. You have perhaps a crisis of identity. Am I a sportsman or am I a competitor? How will the French think of me if I run Barra into a tree? You lift. He passes. He won. You lost. I was like, Oh my fucking God. Cause it, again, like the line's already cold, Ooh. but Adam driver's performance of it is fucking yeah. absurd. Like yeah. I loved it, dude. There's you hit the nail on the head with the trailer moments. I thought I was crazy, but I was watching this and I'm like, Oh my God. Every trailer moment is actually like, it's, it's not like trailer moments in other movies where you're like, Oh, I literally know what's coming. Like even like when the scene starts, you know, you're like, oh, I already know how this is gonna end. Like I saw this. Yeah, like the when they're on that straightaway with the yeah. trees, you're like, yeah. okay, well, someone's about to crash big, but yes. you don't know you what's don't about know. to happen, bro. Like what? So what? A I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go way. ahead. I'll let oh. y'all know if you have not seen the movie, you're welcome to stay. 
<laughs> you're welcome to stay. You absolutely are. Uh, but like we're saying, the trailer yeah. moments, they pay off big when you have, when you do not know what's going to happen. Um, specifically one. Uh, but mm-hmm. regardless, um, if you know a lot about Ferrari, if you know the story, if you know the stuff, Stick around. I don't give a shit. Uh, and if you don't give a shit, I don't give a shit. You can stick around. Uh, but yeah, spoilers out the ass now. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're in there. Oh Brother. my god. Oh <laughs> my god. It, I mean, it felt, it, we all experienced that together. Like the whole theater. It was dropped. incredible. I mean, everyone just, the, like, my jaw was on the floor for I don't know how long straight. Like, you know, I mean, it was everyone, everyone my in the room. Wide open, my yeah. my mouth agape. Like, just, like, oh my God. Not breathing. Like, you know, like, I, I'm like, I'm holding like my, that like. just happened. Like, it was like, wait, like, hold, like, that was not the movie for a second there. You know, that was like, this it all like clicked in one moment. It was like it's crazy just to see the visual on screen in the first place. Then it was like, oh shit. These races are real. They are based on real events. Like did this I am assuming that an accident I don't think like this, is this a fictional thing that they made. You know, no. like I'm a, I like I was like, wait a minute. Is this based on a real thing? Um I still don't know. Uh, that for sure, but I'm assuming race accidents happen. You know, that's oh yeah, that is that. I mean, that is the driver going kind of seems. Uh, you take that for just that's yeah, obvious. Like, yeah. like at this time, like there's no safety whatsoever for the driver. They um, actually um, r- racing this course ended after two fatal crashes involving multiple people occurred during the 1957 race the one we saw the first crash involved the factory entered four liter ferrari 335s 11 people were killed at the village including the driver and his navigator and the nine spectators oh wow and that's what they said they said nine people lost five five injured oh my god yeah that was like it was brutal it i mean the entire theater went silent like it it, you heard gasps and then that was it like it was everyone all of the air was was, sucked out of your lungs instantly and then then, our theater was excellent we had a we had a wonderfully respectful audience Mm -hmm. it was brilliant i love audible reactions that are followed by silence um there that whole build up there where we cut randomly to a family sitting in their kitchen uh, about to eat a meal and you're you're oh. like what are we doing here oh no what are we doing here you know like oh god what's about to happen i thought you know like the kids get up they're like they're coming they're coming like, i thought this kid was about to die and i thought that was going to be it which would have been terrible anyway uh-huh. um yeah because he they, does like, run that's the, this they is the tension it like it's gonna I, happen yes this like, is the tension i was talking about that they... just blew my fucking mind yeah we're like okay we're in the middle of a race why are we having such a nice family dinner instantly Mm -hmm. you're like even though this is a good cute moment it's like oh go wash your hands come back the camera just stays there and when Mm -hmm. a camera is just like stagnant and in a 
it just, like, where are we? Why? You're like, I was like, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? He starts to run. You know, they run out. The, the, the older kid runs out first. And then the younger kid starts to run behind him. And the dad is like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I, I don't trust the little one. No, out the there. little one you might know, run whatever. out in there. Yeah. And he was about to. He was about to run out in the road. Well, like, and you also pretty, got like, the line delivery before the race where Ferrari tells his driver, you know, look out for dogs and stray children. Those are what you need to worry about, you know. Uh, yeah. And so, like, he goes, he gets his kid, and you're like, oh, good. Yeah, like, okay. Fuck. Thank I'm like, holy shit. No. Okay, thank God they didn't kill the kid. And then nine people, including. Fucking dominoes on the side of the road, bro. Um, I mean, my, one... my favorite moment, my favorite moment from the theater experience is when we get that zoom in on that object in the road and his tire hits it and you hear like a lady in the back row go, Oh, like she like, <laughs> she was like, Oh no. You know, like, uh, like it was, it was so fucking funny because I'm like, it's not like she maintained that, uh, like the, Oh God, you know, like, yeah. but like she, she couldn't contain that yeah. she was worried about what was about to happen and i loved that you know like uh oh man because yeah, i like, knew what was about to happen i knew his car was mm-hmm. about to go flying i didn't know yeah. who i thought it might be patrick dempsey's character mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if it was going to be the the homeboy or his in his navigator um but when that ship popped he goes flying and then it just and it's like silent too like it's not like and it's slow mode and it's just wiping them out. My fucking God, dude. I was floored. Yeah. Just I mean, melted. Like it's you go from a moment of triumph, a moment of like the music swelling because this, you know, it's the youngster. It's like he he's thinking he's got it won. Like he's like the race is won. You know, I don't know. Like, um yeah, is it I, 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 their names, I mean, fucking are all past me. Other uh, racers' names. Yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but the, uh, the one who did flip, uh, Chicago, that was, um, it. he, like, it, it seems they were nearing the end of the race. Um, but it seemed that, like, through this moment, you know, like, this was the, the last opportunity they had. Like, I don't know. It felt like the race was just one. He was going to win. His girl was going to be there at the end. You know, everything was going his way. And then it shows the first little thing in the middle of the road. He doesn't hit that Bars one. Zoom right yeah. past. Like, it, he yeah. Does, yeah, don't hit that one. But then, like, I don't know. It, it, maybe it was the same one that it came back to. But, like, uh, it's just, like, you instantly knew. You're like, fuck. You're like, oh. Yeah, no, they show like, they show like, Patrick Dempsey's car fly past Oh, it. just by the same one? Yes, then, by like, the and same. Then he, and then a car oh, behind it. Okay. De Portago's car. Interesting. Pop that shit. So he oh. isn't in the lead. Um, yeah, I guess he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be the lead car. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was. Yeah, no, because they they would have seen the crash. They did just. They yeah, and then at the end, one of the high. one of the other drivers, when his girlfriend's like, "Where's where is he? Where is he?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know. He was behind me whenever I whenever I stopped. You know, yeah. like so he must." Oh. My God, I can't, I don't, it's not up to this level. It's close. Uh, the, the closest comparison to this scene that I can give is the Oppenheimer post, um, news where he's dealing with the, like right. the people are screaming at him, um, celebrating and he is like, holy shit, what have I done? Um, yeah. and because it like, it happens 
and then you cut to the winners of the race. It's like they're mm-hmm. celebrating the win. You know, everyone's cheering. It's like, look at, oh my god, what like what a race! Look at these guys glorifying, you know, glorifying them. But then it's like, yeah, the like nine people in a village were were killed. Uh, like the drivers, people can well, they don't understand even know that. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing is that like it's it's it doesn't it doesn't even matter like at this moment and that's it's crazy um but yeah i mean they and not not equivalent to that oppenheimer moment but it it sort of reminded me of that like it was like oh my god like what a crazy juxtaposition i mean like or just a just to go from of this being and that's not what's being celebrated obviously but the contrast of this deadly passion you know yeah. like that's that's what it yeah. like it, it's caused countless deaths like I, that was crazy too is that i looked at the wikipedia page for this race and this this is this is obviously a massive disaster and it's what concluded the mille milia but oh, okay. um there's a ridiculous amount of people who have died watch or like at this race watching this race oh wow Um, like it's it's absurd but uh yeah over its 30 year history a total of 56 people died oh my god the deaths involved 24 drivers slash co-drivers and 32 spectators more spectators died than drivers wow that's Um, actually crazy yeah and that's i mean it makes sense like it would it would be like situations like these where a car just i mean our bodies are not going to win against uh something going 120 130 miles an hour that's Mm. just uh that's that's all she wrote um there but yeah like even the the driver at the very beginning on the track he launched out of that car like i mean another one of those just jarring jaw-dropping you know like and you knew that was coming. You knew he was like, cause they're, they're doing something yeah. there where like, I don't, need a new like yeah. I don't need a new driver right now. Um, and <laughs> then like, he oh, died. Okay. Like this was a good example of that tension being built and then watching what Enzo does immediately and him being like, tell Dave Bertago to come to my office on Monday, you know, like, uh, that's, lose that's the first friend. thing he says after that dude flies out of his car. Dude, lose a friend on whatever day and they're back in the office on Monday. He said, just yeah, fuck, it's yeah. fuck. He's right. Like, it's just, I mean, like, it's crazy. I love the trope of like a seasoned veteran that is like now teaching, like a coach. Uh, like imagining lebron james becoming a basketball coach or manager or something like that and then just just witnessing how he would coach people because he just like i don't know it's just that enzo knows racing so well and he was a racer himself that like everything he was saying had such a level of credibility that like when he's yelling at them at the at that like dinner or like whenever they they lost and whenever he's like shitting on them, it, they are like, we can't defend. Like he's like totally right. He's like, I don't know. There's a, there's like there is no coming back from this. We are we are just we have to accept this shit from Enzo Ferrari yeah. right now because he like he's right. And I don't know. It's it's crazy that like well, he makes such great points during that. He's like nobody forces you to get in those cars. Yeah, like it, it's it's a it's a terrible it perfect. Thing that- 
for the non-racing fan. Like, it, it put it into words so perfectly that, like, mm. you don't have to be into racing really at all to really get what's, like, just going. Like, the, the oomph and the, the I guess, the, the hit of it is just knowing that he is so experienced himself. Like, and right. he just puts it in in plain terms. I don't know. It was It was just incredible. Adam, like... More I'm talking, like, Adam Driver just... Adam Driver did a fantastic job, yeah. man. Like, he was man. so fucking good. There's a... Like, amidst all of all... Again, that scene uh, m- might as well be my favorite scene the way that I keep coming back to it, but uh, when whenever he's like, you know, if you get in my car, you get in to win. You know? He's like, I, yeah. I understand this shit is dangerous. You're not being forced to do this shit, bro. Like I'm not holding the gun to your head telling you you got to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I love whenever uh he you know they make the emphasis there he's like we understand the risk. You know? Like we get it. We know what it is. And then at the end after the disaster whenever his whenever his dude is like uh well we understand the risk he goes no. Children don't understand the risk. Yeah. Families don't understand the risk. Like that's not this isn't supposed to happen. That's not something that we can justify by being this is our terrible passion like this is just this is just terrible you know like there is no there is no bright side Mm -hmm. to this yeah it's like um it's like uh astronauts that are you know going up and just on on missions and their rocket goes and it's kind of like yeah that what heroes you know they're risking their lives for something much greater but then you know a teacher gets on or you know big bird Mm. was supposed to or like the challenger changes everything once once just people that were not supposed to be involved people that were were just i don't want to say normal humans to say like the astronauts weren't normal humans too civilians yeah just just civilians with with no attachment uh to to what was going on whenever like they get hurt it it just changes everything in it and it's uh i mean it's not something they signed up for you yeah. know, like, you know, the risk when you volunteer to do something like that. Um, granted, you know, safety regulations probably should have been a little stricter. You know, you can't yeah. have 11, 14 people lining up on the side of the road when cars are going 130 miles an hour. Um, like, yeah. there should have been something to prevent that. Um, yeah, I guess it is just a long it's not a track. It's just the road it's through the city, yeah. which is incredible. There's, there's uh, times yeah. where I'm pretty sure they just pass cars. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're yeah, just driving. They're not even in the race. Yeah. 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 Like I think they do a, a good job of shutting it down, like in the main cities and stuff. But as mm-hmm. far as just the village roads or whatever, those are just like, yeah, like, oh, like people just driving in between village, like it, like people that just are not in the city. You know, they're, I don't know. I'm assuming they know a race is going on. It seems that like, it's just known. It's an around. event. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't know this feel uh, in Italy. I feel like racing at this time was just kind of the, like their I mean, most you patriotic. Got Ferrari, shit. You got Maserati, yeah, like, you got all that out oh there. Like God. it's a big, and the Ferrari is the, the, the crown, the, the golden <laughs> or the crown jewel on the, the crown awesome. of Italy is what, as he says, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, you're a national treasure. He's like, yeah, the fucking crown, or the was it the crown jewel of Italy? One of the crown jewels of Italy. Yeah, yeah he like, I don't know. He was, he was, he knew who he was. You know, he's he's a confident man. Um, I love the was, scene whenever he's talking to the football club coach or owner, and he's like, uh, "Do I need to 
do I need to move the team? Do I need to move my factories? You know, like mm. people don't want to be working in a place where the football club is an embarrassment, you know? And he's like, what are you kidding me? Our football club is the pride of this area. And everyone in the, in the fucking barbershop goes, <laughs> like, they're all like, <laughs> no, no, fuck you. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, that shit was, uh, like, there was a lot of like really small, funny moments like that. Mm. You were speaking to something. I can't remember if it was right before the pod or during the pod, regardless, uh, either way, but. That scene with uh, Laura, whenever she's like, so am I the only one? Uh, uh, or it's, it's Leany who's like, am I the only one? Or who who knows? Who doesn't know? You know, mm. he's like, there's, there's nobody that knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, so, you know, the doctor? Well, of course the doctor. Yeah. Okay. You know, your lawyer? Yeah, yeah my lawyer. Well, the bank? Yes, the bank. Uh, Come on. And then the yeah. list just goes on and on. And so it's, and she's <laughs> like, so everyone in Italy except for your wife. And he's like, no, you know, like that, that whole thing. There were, there were a couple moments that were like laugh out loud funny. Um, yeah. It, I, I had a great fucking time with this movie, man. Like I, I way more so than I thought I would. And I'm extremely excited that that's the case. Um, that makes me mm-hmm. very happy. Yeah. Like comparing it to Ford versus Ferrari. I would say much, much more race focused movie. Uh, that that's that movie's way like I, I don't even know what other race movies I've watched. Uh, like Talladega Nights, but I don't think that's in the same conversation as this. No. <laughs> um, if Ford vs Ferrari Great movie, it's not yeah, quite the same type. Like Ford vs Ferrari is not even really in this conversation, and that's a pretty good movie. Like that's just a uh, good yeah, like like. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't literally know just races. watched Gran Turismo like a couple of days yeah. ago. The, the, oh, okay, based on a true story, David Harbor, all that, mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom. Uh, I loved that movie, by the way, way more than I thought I would. Also, which was another like you know maybe I'm coming around on the racing movie thing. Maybe I need to watch Ford versus Ferrari, but yeah. uh, regardless, not not even close to the same conversation. Like mm-hmm. uh, I. I it's it's there's there's nothing nothing there um you know and i know so little about racing that like the stuff that like did connect between those two movies like mentions of things i was like oh you know i was like whoa it's real life this is real stuff you know uh like he mentions le mans which is like a huge race in gran turismo so i was like uh oh that's dope you know i was like wow this this sport has a lot of history you know uh but uh yeah no, it does, and I, I will say that if if you do like racing, um, it is not the focus of the movie. But whenever they do um, go to the cars, um, man, God, they sound beautiful. great. For one, they sounded incredible. Uh, a lot of times, they just let the cars roar, no music at all. Uh, that was the music, um, and so they 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 sounded good. They looked incredible. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if these were real Ferraris. I'm assuming um, that Michael Mann, if he's making this movie, I'm assuming the guy is a fan of Ferraris. And this was like a lifelong dream just for an excuse to buy some really fucking expensive Ferraris. Yeah, um, I would imagine that we're looking at Ferraris here. Um, like driving, I don't Ferraris. know. Uh, yeah, driving, no, I, I don't know those old ones. I I don't know if anyone's comfortable driving them, uh, especially in the ways they did. But I I I would wonder if 
the engine sounds are actually taken from real Ferraris, or if they just kind of made it all in the I'd imagine, or something I'd, like, like that. Um, I hadn't thought of that. I hope it's authentic. I would like if you're making a movie like this. I would hope that it's the, if it's not, it's not a big deal. But yeah, like, no, uh, I'd say the the only things that I would say is for sure Ferraris is whenever they're just like all lined up. Whenever like God, the press is there course. taking pictures, I'm not um, even a car well, guy, but like at all. But wow, Ferraris fucking beautiful are just sexy. You know, it's just it, there is something about it. It's a car. How the fuck can a car be sexy? But it is like it just is. It has that. It, it just has that about it. That and sheen, that smoothness, the curves, the curves. It's it's just it's it's wonderful. Um, that red, and the Ferrari red, fucking. It's classic. Oh, it's classic. On the Excel sheet, I looked up the exact uh, hex code for Ferrari red um, for our little uh, Excel sheet here. Beautiful. So that's that is the red uh, that is on there. But yeah, it's I don't know. I that is where my line comes from. I don't know if it is exact, um, but it is when Enzo's talking to his son, um, and he's explaining how engines work. Um, to him basically and 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 how aerodynamic fluid dynamics uh works and uh at the end he says something that works better is usually more beautiful to the eye um could get the verbiage a little bit wrong there but i i don't know it was it was just a re- actually a really cute moment um between oh, him and his you son you don't get a lot of those in this movie um, either and yeah, cool little engine design, uh, little moment there too. I mean, they they were they, he was speaking facts. That is, uh, and it's one is... of those moments that's formative on showing he's not just a racer. No, you know no, he, he wasn't builds... just a racer. Like this yeah. dude, he's he an knows engineer. cars he's... well. He knows yeah. how to make them better. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, I don't know, just a a genius. It seems like I don't know, just kind of a Renaissance man, a modern era Renaissance man. Um, Enzo Ferrari, just born, I'd say, 400 years too late. Um, you know, <laughs> I think I think born just the right time for maybe. Cars. You know, actually, yeah, we wouldn't have gotten we wouldn't have gotten Ferraris, but I don't know. He would have thrived back in the Renaissance days. I feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I did end up uh, going with with him for for character um, for me and. Uh, Definitely glad that he is getting a performance uh, out of you because he he deserves it. Um, but Penelope yeah. Cruz, I don't know. I just I I needed to spread the love uh, to to both of them here. Dude, they, she they was were... unbelievable in this the sequence when she learns about Lena and she you know she's at the bank and <laughs> she mentions like a place and he's like yes. oh so here and she's like no not there yeah but I'm gonna look into that thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm unaware that that exists. Uh, but she, she pulls up and when she sees the little car, it like confirms her suspicion. Mm-hmm. She's, he's got a second family, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and she asked for her gun back as well. Yeah. Right before she goes, I'm like, holy shit, she's going to fucking kill her. She is go- thought, yeah. she's actually going to kill her right now. Um, yeah, don't fuck. Do not fuck. Um, with Laura, like I don't know that that's just like even the banker the banker was afraid um, of Laura. Like that's just a uh, a powerful woman um, that yeah, I, she was, I do she not was my character. 
Yeah, I do not want to get in the way of. Um, it was so yeah. fascinating, too, because she's not... There comes that point at the end of the movie, whenever she's like, you, you know, I'll sign this over to you, everything's fine, no conditions except for the condition that you cannot give your son the name Ferrari until after I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like... The the triumph of this movie is making you understand Laura to the point where you get why she thinks that way. You know, like in a, in a lesser movie, that moment hits you like, Jesus, lady, come on. But mm. this movie really does it for you, I think. Yeah. Like uh, the, the character oh, yeah. work with her as far as, you know, like, again, I think it's crucial that this takes place a year after their son has passed. Like, mm-hmm. that is the most important detail of this movie, I think, in terms of the relationship between Laura and Enzo. Um, yeah. And specifically Laura's character and how she's she's done. She's, she's no longer... Mm-hmm. Neither of them are in love with each other anymore. It's a business partnership at this point. They both know that. But there's yeah. still this vague holding on just like I feel like they both know that if they stop being together, it really marks the end of something, specifically mm-hmm. their son Dino. Like at mm-hmm. least if they're together, it feels like there's still something there, you know. Dude. Whenever it flashed back to them with Dino and like how good she looked, you know, like and how just happy when he was it was another trailer moment you know whenever he's dancing with the dress and yeah. they're all just happy smiling he lays on the bed and and you know they're they're just that was it just a, a nice moment my um, favorite scene I oh it did it. come out of that that's right it's, okay it's the opera it's the oh, opera flashback dude. uh parallel and the way that everybody in the crowd and even not in the crowd, like Laura is remembering stuff during this time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Where again, the facial acting of Adam driver here, absurd. The acting of Penelope Cruz. I would say this is Shally and Woodley's best scene in the movie as well. Um, mm. Whenever she's watching him, remembering oh when they God. met, yes. um, you know, dude. like it's just, it's a wonderful scene that really anchors your understanding of everything, you know, like it's not because up to this point, you know, they had, you know, that Laura and Enzo had Dino, you knew that they had a son and they loved him and, you know, their, their love has grown apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no sign that they were ever happy during this movie yeah. up to that point, you it know, like, uh, like yeah, no. And to okay. see that, that was that was where they once were and mm-hmm. to see the way that he's recalling his love of Laura and then his love of Dino and Shelly and Woodley's watching him. Lena's watching him remembering when they met, remembering when they had a son and Laura's thinking back to the same stuff that he's thinking about. Like, it's Dude. just a Dude. fucking the layers here. Sequence. Just in the fact that it's all happening at an opera where like, it, you know, on the surface level, if you were just to look at the crowd and some people are crying, you'd be like, yeah, wow, just what a beautiful show. Like, they're crying because the, the voices are so beautiful. But it's like, no. It, it, yes, they are. It's, it's, and it's leading them to a place 
um, you know, to think of their own life. And that's, that's, you know, where the tears are actually coming from sort of thing. I thought, I don't know, it was just a beautiful way to, to, to give a, a snapshot into how every character's thinking at that point in the movie. Like it was perfect. Um, I also thought there was something wonderfully, not meta, meta is the wrong word. Um, but it, it it feels like there's a lot of points where they are making a point about the audience, the spectators, the Ooh. thing that is watching the thing. And they're in a point about us watching this movie, you know, like a, uh, okay. Whenever yeah. they're all sitting there watching the opera, there's a soft glow from the lights on their faces and they're tearing up. And it, hmm. it's kind of like a pow- power of storytelling through, through this medium. And I think that, Obviously, we experience that when we go to the movie theater. At least I do. Um, mm-hmm. But then later on, you mentioned something earlier about when the car wipes out 14 people. It felt like that was separate. It felt like that wasn't the movie for a second. It feels like it's hitting you. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels like it's it's oh. you've been blindsided so massively by something so tragic and so epic and so sad that you can't even fathom that it's real for a moment, you know? Yeah. And I fucking blew me away. Fucking oh. blew me away. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a theater moment that is pretty unforgettable. Like that's like the, I don't know, man. I, I like the, the focus on the audience though. Um, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but I, I feel like it, man, like he likes racing, he likes Ferrari. I think uh, you, you did say this was sort of a passion project for him, right? Like he, yes, long, he's been trying to get this the made. The writer of this movie while. died a decade ago. Wow. Yeah. So um, he's just been trying to fi- get the right people. He's been trying for for quite a while, but now he finally did it. Um, maybe maybe he he sees racing as a very guilty pleasure that even though the racers understand that they might die and that they understand the risk that it's it's even wrong for the spectator to buy like to to buy into it so heavily and to be like so okay with it um that it's purely for entertainment you know like this it is it is literally putting lives on the line for entertainment like it mm. is it, it, it used you know racing you know, all the the car companies will say that it is to further their engineering, to see what right. the the top of their line could be, to show you who the most dominant car company in the world is. But it's it's not for that. It is they are not making really. racks off of these races. You know, there mm. are uh, there are a, like they need the, the the point of the races is to sell their production cars so that they can still race because it's their passion to do so mm. um at least that's how ferrari does it but yeah it's a, it's a very strange concept to kind of wrap your head around when you break it down like that like a an nfl player is in danger but it's not usually not life and death uh situations that are that are on the line in rare um, situations but yeah, yeah. like no, but. it's a it's fascinating, and it's not the only movie of the year that I think has done this, and it's specifically with true stories. True stories are the ones that get to hammer this home a little mm. more poignantly. I think you mentioned earlier, reminded you of Oppenheimer whenever you know the yeah. entire crowd is cheering, and he's he's and mm-hmm. there's not so much of that like 
not guilting the audience. I don't want to say that's the right thing that they're doing necessarily. Yeah, just showing um, the with, reality. With Ferrari, of, but yeah. like uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Whenever Marty pops up at the end of the movie and is like, this is what happened. And he's addressing mm -hmm. the audience directly about how he's guilty about having made the movie about how he has to tell the story about how we take in the story. Uh, it happened with May, December. You haven't watched mm -hmm. that yet, but it's based on a real, real situation about a woman grooming a 13 year old and then marrying him eventually and having children with him eventually. Uh, like it's, and it's oh, wow. based off a real story. And there's an analyzation of the audience in that too. Like, Oh, like true crime stuff, mm. true stuff that happened. It gives you the opportunity to condemn and enlighten, which is really fascinating. And I feel like, uh, this movie cutting from that tragedy straight to the guy being crowned at the end with the audience going mm. crazy is a little bit mm -hmm. of that there. Um, Ooh, and it's, yeah. it, it, it it isn't it's definitely not guilting the audience like i don't think that's the the main point of it um it's just to show like that's that's just how it that's just how it happened like it's just mm -hmm. they have no clue it's just they're at the end of the race the audience you know that's what they're there to see the winner whoever wins and that you know that's that and then it's and then you you deal with the aftermath later uh like on the inside and i don't know it, it is really cool uh, to imagine that CEOs, um, used to be like this. I don't know. Like, I, I, I cannot imagine a modern day CEO being like this at mm -hmm. all. I don't know why. I just feel like there's no way they actually travel to the location of the crash to go, like, see it, you know, and, like, do, I guess, like, they have to be there for press. I don't know if that's, like, he, it seems that he was just, he was just a very like I, I get it done myself sort of guy, um, and like I feel like nowadays it's just like they they sit in their office and like have everyone else do the work for the, yeah. you know sort of thing. Um, but I don't know, maybe maybe yeah, that is still a thing. I don't know. Maybe I've just uh, no. Lost yeah, all that's the, that's the thing is that often, I mean, it's it's bizarre because there's a him being a CEO, there's a fascinating thing going on with the way that he's reckoning with the tragedy afterwards where he has to experience it. He has to feel it. He has to acknowledge how terrible it is, but mm -hmm. he has to defect. He has to deflect blame. It's not their fault. He can't, he can't do anything. This is the tragedy of the sport. This is just what happens, you know, like, uh, yeah. Cause um, I mean, if not, that's a life on their hands. That is like, it's like, I, don't, I, I guess I don't know what legally would happen, you know? Like if, say, like, Ferrari was at fault. Like, they knew that they, he was at risk and he did die. Maybe just a law, you know, a lawsuit from the family or something, I don't know, or the safety board or something like that. But, um, and then I, that, I mean, that, that probably would have tanked, I mean, that would have tanked them, though. They were already bankrupt. Um, or getting there, and uh, I bet, yeah. I bet that wouldn't that would be too good. Um, and and the light of everybody, I mean, yeah, it's it was a, it was a very interesting uh, timepiece, like a very just very informative. Like it was really cool to see uh, how just people live during this time. I want to live in Italy. 
uh, where I can just go to a farmer's market and get my fresh food like that day. Like whenever, whenever Laura, um, is it Laura? I don't know why that, uh, sounded wrong. It is Laura. Okay. Yeah. Whenever she's just coming back from the, from like the market or like the store with two baskets Mm. full of like just produce. Um, I mean, she does angrily throw them out afterwards. Um, after she's like, you know, I did give him an air, like what the fuck, you know, like, fucking devastating yeah oh man um but like i i want just so bad to to like have that like as my routine and also um just uh lena absolutely just crushing it in the kitchen like she was making ravioli she made some like bomb ass looking pasta uh like you know just set that bowl down in the the sun it was like just reading the paper like that's just like yeah is that just their everyday food, man? Like that's yeah, just right. like, oh my god! Like I gotta, I gotta wait till Christmas to have. Yeah, I know. Like, like I love that. having Italian you know? family. Like I just had, I just had Italian for uh, Christmas just a couple nights ago, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck, I've been craving this so goddamn yeah. bad," and it's mm-hmm. so fucking good, and it's so cool to see. Like I love watching it on screen. The I mean, Italy is just a beautiful country too. like uh, the opening sequence of this movie where it opens on just the landscape shots where they like fade into each other and it shows like that tree and then it fades with a mountainside behind it Mm. and then it fades into something else like gorgeous, gorgeous place. And I think that the uh, color palette of this movie, I was speaking earlier about how Michael Mann, uh, it doesn't have quite the man feel as far as the color grading really but the color Mm -hmm. grading is incredibly italy ferrari like that is that is the there's a moment whenever laura and uh enzo are talking where i can't remember if the wall the wall in one of their rooms is red and he's wearing white and she's wearing yellow Mm. and they're like uh and it's just they're up against the wall like that and it's just like it's very clear they're doing a ferrari mm-hmm. color palette in that moment oh, yeah. you know um i fucking loved it it was it was so satisfying and uh a lot of green a lot of red a lot of white you know uh very very specific to that color palette i would think and uh i i appreciated it a great deal man i uh i'm coming especially after this conversation i'm even higher on it than i was initially oh it looked good um, no yeah it, it looked good um and and cameras like cam- the camera was set with intention uh very obviously like it was like uh, they were they were going for visually appealing shots and uh it worked many of times um i i i think the the shot i will nail down on is the um camera on the ground on like one of the corners um of the race uh it's just out in the in the hillside uh, in the mountains i don't know somewhere um, and they're just, they're coming around the corner and like, they're way out of focus. And then they drive, like they, they drive very close to the camera and then turn away and like they they're already gone like off screen, but you can just, you know, they're just continuing on the, like the, the path, but it was just, I don't know. It was, it was the, the one shot that did immediately be like, oh wow, that was, they didn't need to do that. But that was like, that was visually just really cool. Uh, the, having the, the focus pull, uh, from the like the asphalt to the cars eventually when they they get down there um and it also just sounded really good too um the the like hearing the car approach and then like so fast like leave as well um yeah it fades uh, away mm, 
God I love damn, that. The sound, the sound editing in this movie and the sound design of this movie. It, I, I think as far as what I've watched, top three on the year with Oppenheimer and mm. The Killer. Um, the Killer just had absurd sound design. I loved it. Uh, and I obviously didn't get to see that in theaters. So, you know, I, I can only imagine what it must have sounded like there. But uh, as far as theater experiences this year for me, Oppenheimer and this top two sound wise. And uh, I loved mm. the score. Actually, that was something that underlined the se- the the movie very, very well. It was very subtle. It wasn't always super prominent, um, mm-hmm. but damn, man, it was a, it was a pleasure to listen to. It was by a Daniel Pemberton, who you would be familiar with because he did the Spider-Verse movies. Uh, he did Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, which are damn. great soundtracks. Very, um, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some Daniel Pemberton and... Uh, I've been I've been listening to it the whole podcast. I I, I enjoy it a great deal. Um, I think that uh, it added more than anything atmosphere. You know, it was never super triumphant. It was never like there's just so much going on visually and sound design wise that it's hard to focus on the score in any given moment. Mm. Um, but it always complemented the scenes very very well, and it it provided this uh background that created created a uh, a place for you it created a scenery almost mm-hmm. and uh, i i i loved it but uh yeah man i uh, the, the, there there were there were some things that i think could have been better about the movie like one thing that i think they had a tough time clarifying um for a while I had no idea that Lena was a secret family. Mm. Um, Lena and yeah. her her son and his son. That's it wasn't until almost halfway through the movie that it became clear like nobody knows or specifically Laura doesn't know. And I guess that's part of the point. Like everybody does know, but Laura doesn't. And that's kind of mm-hmm. the maybe that's yeah. the dissonance there. But you're um, I don't know. You're right. Like because at the beginning, like uh, Laura's very in the know that uh enzo sleeps around you know she's like i i know you fuck around like just come home before breakfast or whatever that was the deal like literally like it was said like very early on and i'm like oh okay so that's that's one of the interesting things about this movie too is that like uh does she have a the wrong idea about his quote-unquote whoring as she puts it i at least as far as this movie is concerned enzo's not sleeping around He's sleeping yeah. with her. Uh, he's sleeping with Lena, you know, and yeah, who's that? Che- cheating is bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not going to say one is worse than the other. Whoring or falling in love with another person, uh, both suck. But you know, uh, if you're the, the person getting cheated two, on, or this is the lesser um, of two evils. You know, um, yeah, I guess if if it were to if the news were to be bro- broken to me, ooh. Is that worse? Right? It might be worse. I was actually. like, am, am I not like you, I was so? Oh, I was so unfulfilling to you that you fell in love with another human. You're yeah. not just having sex. It with might be else. better you to just be meaningless, whatever sex versus oh, you are actually fully in love with another. Yeah. It, it is one person that you're going to, not like yeah, not oh, okay, yeah. I, I don't know what okay. would be worse. And yeah, I'm you know what? Uh, that I won't have to find out. Hopefully, okay. Uh, I trust yeah, Emily. I, Un- yeah, unabashedly think, uh, um 
You're right. I but, think uh, cheating just kind of all around bad, all but, around terrible, all yeah. around terrible. Um, but that that's what and they obviously do give us a few allusions to the fact that Enzo's got a little game. He's a little bit of a player, to be sure. You know, whenever he's posing with the actress and his new driver and he pulls her closer by the hip, you know, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, you know, it, it, to reveal the Ferrari logo, you know, he is a businessman, has to put the bit company first. She was blocking the logo, uh, so he had to move her out of the way, but did not have to grab her in that way. That is for sure. Uh, was yeah, very, it was, uh, it was, uh, very smooth on the sexy. fly. No, it was um, sexy. I was like, oh, okay, Enzo. <laughs> yeah, like, right, oh. right next, right next to her man, uh, yeah, on the yeah. other side of him, which is he don't just, give a fuck. yeah, he, homie doesn't care. He is Enzo Ferrari. I mean, like, I think it's, it's kind of like this is the closest to Tony Stark we've ever actually had. Uh, right. like, like, I, I don't know. I kind of like, Maybe he was born too late now. You know, I want to see what this man could have done today. Right, um, right. He would have, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was a giant piece of shit, actually, you know, in real life. I don't know. Right. That's that's um, that's fair. You know, like this is a bit of a, this is interesting because one of the things that I saw on Wikipedia when I looked into the, the Milamiglia disaster here um, mm-hmm. is that according to Wikipedia, I don't know what, the case is in all actuality, you can't trust that source unabashedly. I didn't do any further research, but it says that the crash was caused by a worn tire. It does not say that there was mm. something in the road and his tire popped and he went flying, oh. um, which is interesting. Okay. I, w- I was curious if that's just, is it just a visual thing to allow us to identify what happens when it happens or, you know, because know, post they... that, you know, they show in the like investigation, they're like something tore his tire. And then he says, you know, it, it was just bad luck. It was going to happen. And that's, that's just how it happened. You know, like, so mm-hmm. it, it is interesting to know whether or not this is almost what? being apologetic or if it is trying to tell a story as Enzo and his team saw it, you know? Yeah. Um, because I remember, I'm pretty sure his car. Uh, he was hurrying people along when they were doing routine checks on his car and they were checking out that tire in specific. And he was like, it's fucking oh, yeah. good. Let's go. Like, I don't, I don't, or like maybe he was like, check the pressure or something. Um, like demanding the people like, just check my tire pressure and that's all I fucking care about. Or I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, and no, then... I, they definitely put an emphasis on that tire, you know, mm. um, and that that is something that might be a little bit more of a clear thing on rewatch, whether or not he was because I can't remember if he was demanding they check his tire pressure, or if he was telling them, like, fuck yeah. it, don't worry, I got kind of sounded you know? it sounded like both. It sounded like uh, I'm in a hurry. Don't do all this other shit. Just check my tire pressure. And then, like, they were checking the other ones and then, like the guy was getting to the driver's side one and then he was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go anyways. You know, I like I, right. I, I, I got to right. go. Um, yeah, no, it's uh and there was a few, like that whole sequence of the movie, um, which I didn't realize particularly was the last, I, I could tell it was the makings of the last act, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. we were so close to the end of the movie. When the movie ends, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's the end. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, 
there's just a really compelling tension building with Enzo's personal life too. You know, he gets that call from Fiat uh, mm. about, mm-hmm. you know, we heard you're thinking about joining business with Henry Ford. And he's like, I don't know where the fuck you heard that. I don't know where they get these stories. You know, like that whole thing. Uh, he meets Lena in the hotel downtown by the route. He's like, you know, yeah. they get here in an hour and all he does is lay there with her, which I thought was wonderful. That's a nice little moment that I think genuinely shows that it's not. Yeah. Not just it's love. Like he's in love yeah. with this woman. Undoubtedly. This isn't like, it's nice to be in the company of someone in general, but this is a pretty intimate act to just be doing uh, randomly. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like he was like, all right, I need, I need to have a quick fuck real quick. That's it. And then I'm going to get no. back going. No, like yeah, they just, they all. laid there and cuddled for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I think is sweet. Um, he's, his time was very, you know, he's, he's very on the clock. Um, and and I, it was just very, it was understood. How long do you have? Uh, about an hour until they arrive. Okay. Uh, and let's, uh, let's... one thing that I loved, and this is, this is incredibly specific to us, um, and our viewing of the movie. He says, Oh, we got about an hour. Uh, it'll be over at about a half, about half past two, which is when the movie ended for us was half past two. Um, whoa. Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> I caught that, like, when, as soon as he said, I was like, whoa, this movie's gonna end at about 2.30. There's no way they could have possibly meant to do that, because this movie shows at different times, but I love that it happened for us. Uh, no, it's, there's, there's a little, a little addition on the Truman possibility board, you right, know, right. that that's a little, it's a little weird, Michael, man. Um, did you know people would see this at noon? You know, was that, was that in your head? Um... It is there. It is a possibility. Nothing's ever zero. But no, I. This. What more do you want from theory alone? I am glad that man finally got to make this. Um, it, it is crazy to to read through all of the other actors that he wanted and like, but the before, like just the like. Dude, yeah, the, Robert De Niro, Christian Bale, like Hugh Jackman, I think was even in yes. there. Um, like, I'm like, oh my god. Like, I mean, every iteration of this could have been, like, could have just been as good or, like, incredible, but I don't know. I think Adam Driver, like, now that I think of, like, Christian Bale, like, I don't think he really fits this character. I mean, he's a a phenomenal actor. He does a really good job at switching his shit up, but, like, and even further back, like, I love Robert De Niro. Yeah, I don't like think, like I said I at the know. top of the uh, at the top of the show. There's this larger than life aspect of the character Enzo Ferrari that they're trying to get across, and I think mm-hmm. Adam Driver specifically has the presence to do that. You know, like I think there's just yeah. such a he's he's a force of nature. It feels like it's it's such he, he had that girth. Um, incre- he incredible. He did have that girth um yeah no i'm i don't know i'm i i I, like the more i talk about it the more it's i'm i'm very fondly remembering everything because like there's hugh jackman no fucking shot sorry i love hugh jackman no chance yes ferrari italian hugh jackman yeah 
we get a very different movie if Hugh Jackman is Enzo Ferrari. We get a little bit more of Joaquin Phoenix Napoleon thing where nobody's really speaking with an Italian accent and everybody's just kind mm. of I got I trust Hugh Jackman could do an Italian accent. I just don't think it would be as good as the one Adam Driver is doing. Yeah, I guess uh, he is Australian, I'm pretty sure. That feels uh, further away from Italian than American to me. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be weird. That'd be a weird Ferrari movie. He does have a great American accent, you know, so maybe I'm sleeping on it, but yeah. regardless. Adam Driver, I think, was actually it actually nice. We waited a little this bit. This happened um, when it needed to happen, mm-hmm. and it happened the best it could have been done. I, I have a tough time imagining this movie being done much better. There was a mm-hmm. moment in the movie where it reminded me a little bit like uh, – of a Ridley Scott movie. I was like, Ridley Scott probably could have done something pretty cool with this as well. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad it's Michael Mann. And I feel like Michael Mann personally, I've gotten to a point where I think I like Michael Mann more than Ridley Scott, which is interesting. I didn't think I would Mm -hmm. arrive here. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's, it feels so, it feels so different than other Michael Mann movies that it, it feels like it could have been given to other directors and mm-hmm. it would it would have obviously been done differently. But I don't know if it could have been done better, which is high praise for a movie like this, like a biopic. Like, that's hard to pull off. Um, yeah, he he, uh, he knew what he was doing here. I guess, yeah, had, having it be cook, cooking for this long, uh, he's been thinking about it for a while. Um, and, and maybe, maybe Adam Driver was the click, you know, maybe he, they just, I don't know, this cast, you know, he got everyone together and was just like, ah, wow, this is, this is just feeling right. Because that's, I mean, they, everyone really disappeared into their characters. Like, I sure, sure as shit. Um, like Enzo and, and, and Laura, like they, it's crazy that they are not, they have not been married ever in their lives they have not had any children together they have not lost a kid together but man they sure as shit could have like i mean it it really felt like they have been through that together um which is like you're right about everyone seeping into these roles man you know like i didn't i didn't see and obviously there's a really impressive prosthetic work done with adam driver as well like uh obviously it's it is his face but like uh his forehead and his hair there's mm-hmm. there's definitely makeup to make him look a little older and the hair yeah. coloring and stuff is obviously he's not so great as that. Um, but then, uh, you know, uh, we got McDreamy in this movie. Yeah. I didn't see Patrick Dempsey is his character from I Grey's know. Anatomy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A little, uh, I don't know. Cause he got, it doesn't have an ashtray. Um, you know, the Maserati too. has an ashtray. <laughs> uh, like i don't know like there there were just uh yeah everyone like everyone was i, I guess he didn't really have a whole lot to do when, he, um, <laughs> when but, he shows up to the fucking lobby and he's talking to the concierge and then he just pulls the flowers out of the vase to give to uh yeah. shally and woodley he's fucking like, loved that i guess he gave um, quite the tip it seemed it seemed that he, he gave gave him a really good tip so i, I think he's got got the flowers covered no problem um but yeah, that, I don't know. He's a very busy man, but he's he at, at least uh, at least got those flowers. You know, I don't know. Uh, at least he was he was was thinking about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, I've man, there's I don't know. I'm there's a lot of little scenes that that can't really get the nod for like my favorite scene of the movie. But I mean, just 
like the com- like it's crazy that the best parts of the movie for me are like whenever it's just Laura and Enzo talking or Lena and Enzo talking. Like oh, it's yeah. like that's that's like uh the best that's where part the heart of this movie is, man. Yeah. For sure. Um and I think I will go with their big big ar- argument. Um not the save you should have saved him argument, but the um I will sign over my shares or negotiate, mm. you know, negotiating rights um with no conditions. Just don't name him Ferrari. Um and, and I don't know, just they it seemed that they, that was really the, the pinnacle of both of their performances um in the movie. Like they um they both had really, really amazing amazing stuff done by themselves and incredible moments before, but like it was a chance where both of them were just on point like the whole time uh and being able to shine off each other uh it was super like it's crazy that like they don't have any of this history or chemistry but because like i was like the argument that they were having like it's crazy how transactional their argument even is like it's Mm -hmm. like um that's like just the point they've gotten to uh which is is crazy that like a death of a kid like that's that is like you're not like that is not gonna I don't know. That's going to be hard to come back from, you know, uh, especially oh, yeah. like when you try everything you can do to save them as well. And like, I guess Laura, maybe just, you know, she's obviously not okay with losing a kid and, and has to put the blame somewhere. Um, and like, cause I'm assuming she knows that he he tried you know the lengths that he went to i'm assuming it wasn't like behind closed doors that he was no yeah i think it truly is just the revelation that he had another child that really made her go oh you weren't as worried about it as i was because you had a child who was strong and healthy and growing while your other one was was getting weaker and dying Mm -hmm. so you didn't worry about it as much and yeah I, he, he had a great up. comeback to that where he's like, yeah, he it doesn't like, matter how many fucking kids I have. I love my kids. Like, it's not yeah. like it's. Yeah. It does that. Yeah. He's like, how, almost like, how dare, you know, how dare you? Like he stood up oh, and dude. was like, don't you dare like try to tell me that I don't miss my son. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, no, not every a, day I get, I get up in the morning and see him every day, man. And even, even that scene at the very beginning, uh, before we're really attached to, to anybody like i was tearing up a little bit already like too. when he's talking to him and then like he starts to just cry i was like oh fuck i'm like damn yeah. um like it's i don't know a crazy crazy performance by both and there's of them. a great and, line he delivered during that that just kind of set you up for enzo's entire personality and the way he handles things where when he stops crying he goes okay okay i have to go deal with today yeah Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I have to, I, I have things to do. I have to go do, I have to deal with today. Man, Whatever I'm may sure come, words. I'm going to have to work with it. Yeah. Um, That's just how we start every day. You know, we, we deal just with whatever the fuck is coming our way. Uh, but I don't know. He's, he's got a, he's got a nice morning routine. I wonder how often he goes to the barber. Uh, the barber shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like kind of an everyday thing. Grab the paper, go to the barber shop. He's very clean shaven. Um, very ritualistic. The entire time. So, and I imagine this is where he, I don't know, it, it seems that everyone was expecting him. Um, 
in waiting for his arrival uh, at the barber shop. Yeah. And uh, but he does he does go to the grave or the graveyard every single day, um, staggering the the you know him and his wife's you know visits. Like so, they're they're not there at the same. He Loved he that. leaves there, that was right whenever. Too was her yeah. getting out of the car, and then in the background you see him get into his and drive away like. Fucking beautiful. Mm. Loved that. Oh, man. Um, and another dislike shot, whenever he walks out of Lena's house um, and, like, just rolls the car a little yeah. bit to start it, you know? Um, like, and then just seeing, like, the, the driveway, like, with all the trees that are, like, coming up top. Like, oh, mm. man, I don't know. It just looks so good. Um, Italy, I mean, I, I just, it, it's just kind of already naturally just, it's going to look good, you know? Like, it's, it's not um just everything over there looks so beautiful um i'd say literally the the most not visually unappealing but like the coliseum was kind of just like oh okay like i'd rather get back to the landscapes and the just other random it like house shit uh like the coliseum was cool i'm like oh yeah we're in italy that that is nice um we're in rome but but yeah, like I, I like just give me more of the of the just the mountain sides and the yeah. the um There were one, no. two, three, four, five filming locations and uh all of all of which were Italy. Very authentically mm. Italy. Yeah. Um, it seemed like it. Um it de- definitely did. Very uh blocking off the cities and driving you know, I wonder if that was just a set or if they actually blocked off some some parts of Italy there uh like whenever the like fuel stops um you know where they had to stop in the city and drive like around that little right right don't you know turn around i don't know little circle thing damn yeah no this was square, a but... this is a good fucking movie man like the more i look back i'm incredibly thankful i saw it on the big screen like yeah. if you have a chance to do that fucking do it it's yeah wonderful Looks great, sounds great. Um, I mean, I got when goosebumps a the couple theater, times. That's that's uh, really what I want. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's I I don't have speakers like that at home. You know, I don't have uh five hundred. I don't even know how fucking big is a digital. Yeah, there's, there's no telling. I'm saying five. I was about to say five hundred inches, but like it's probably way bigger than that. Um, maybe. I don't know. How many feet is that? AMC digital screen. 41 feet? probably measure it in feet. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably measure it in feet. Um, oh, it's at least 41 feet. Yeah. Like, that's what 500 inches would be. Damn. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, digital screen is about 45 to 65 feet. IMAX typically ranging from 60 to 100 feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, it okay, definitely sorry. depends on the location. Um, I would guess mm-hmm. that ours, uh, our AMC falls somewhere around the fifty to fifty-five foot nuts digital. That's screen. nuts to put even like a seventy-inch TV up to that. You know, like a seventy-inch no TV is fucking massive sitting in a living room. Like you see that in oh, a yeah. living room, you're like, holy shit! You're like, damn, that's a big TV. That's like yeah. seventy inches. Holy shit! You Picks go to a up, movie like, the theater, puniest corner. Yeah. It's incredible. That's like that's insane. Um, 
Oh, no. We also have was... wonderful seats. I love that first row, that Ooh. first elevated row where if you lean back, you don't have to move your neck at all. You don't have to fix your eye line. It's it just perfect. right there. It's fucking yeah. wonderful. It was perfect. Middle of the middle. Like, I mean, we admit it just, it felt that it feels like that is what it's built for right there. And the railing, mm. you don't, you don't have to worry about kicking any people in front of you. It's just the railing yeah. and a big drop off. Oh, yeah. No, perfect. Oh, my God. Never have used the seat warmer function before, but that was actually lush. Um, not like I, yeah, that, that was nice. Hot. Um, it does. I was on the low setting and oh my God, it was getting warm. Uh, I kind of had to just go in spurts of turning it on and off, but I did like it. Uh, mm, I, I don't yeah. know. It was, was very nice. Um, and, uh, but yeah, theater experience was, was very, very nice. Very much appreciated for this one. Um, Theater experiences for the year. Hmm. Say Oppenheimer's still the king. Killers yeah, would be that two. one was literally every seat was full in our Oppenheimer showing. You didn't hear a fucking peep the entire movie. It was brilliant. Yeah, that's still the was. pinnacle as far as audience etiquette for me was that theater experience. I was like, yeah. I didn't hear a single. It was I might as well have been in an empty fucking theater. For Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. bro. Yep. Everyone it was just everyone sad. was in there for the same reason. We were all in there for you know, of just give it to us. Uh, we were all everyone was ready um, for Oppenheimer, and yeah, that that that'll be hard to beat. But you know, I mean, I enjoyed Barbie a whole lot more. I had a much more fun time during the watch. But I'd say it's like that. That be a closer compare. Like it's not even close to the same movie. Um, but as, as far as the, the movies we've covered, I, I think Asteroid City is still, that still tops this. Uh, that was, that was a whole lot of things going on, um, at once. First as far, West. okay, let's, let's talk about it. As far as the six movies yeah. we've discussed in anticipation mm-hmm. of, we've gotten in order, Asteroid City, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Killer, mm-hmm. and now this ferrari where is it falling for you out of those six i'd say oppenheimer oppenheimer and asteroid city have been number one i'd say oppenheimer is probably the number one if i had to say one and then asteroid would be ooh, man okay i'd say oppenheimer one Tied for second place would be Killers and a- and Asteroid City, mm-hmm. uh, so that there's two and three. I'm kind of compelled to say Ferrari. It's either like I, Ferrari, Killer, um, um, my word, Bar- like Oppenheimer, and I. I- I, it took me a while to accept that. I got it on 4K Blu-ray for Christmas, watched it mm. the other night. Um, watched it at home for the first time after two theater experiences. And just had to accept that it is definitely that fucking good. You know, like, I was just blown away. Uh, so it is, it's it's still only top two this year, but I've previously had it top three. Um, mm-hmm. Or outside my top three. Uh, but it's it's two on the air for me. But Oppenheimer, top one that we've been we've discussed in anticipation of uh, Asteroid City, 
at two, barring a rewatch of my three Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Uh, I've just seen Asteroid City like seven times, and I yeah. know I fucking love that movie, whereas I've seen Killers of the Flower Moon once. So we'll see. Um, four, Ferrari. Uh, confident in that. Five, the killer. Six, Barbie. That's where I'm yeah. at. Um, and it's it's been a shame to watch Barbie kind of fall down my list mm. um, on the year. Yeah, it's one. It's a rare one where it has incredible rewatch value. I I don't. I think with every watch, I like it a little less, which is yeah, interesting. Just, yeah, and that's just, rare. I mean, every other movie that that it's it's stacking up against has has quite the serious, more serious story to tell, or like serious tone, mm. um, to to tell their story. And this, yeah, I mean, it's. It was. It is fun, and it it will always be fun. Um, but at the end of the day, it it is Barbie Land, you know, um, versus uh, blow, you know, the nuclear bomb or um, <laughs> or I don't like the Osage, like I, that, like that is still like I I still I, I haven't rewatched Killers, but like that is like God still a damn, fucking, was that like, good, holy man. fuck. Um, I, I I don't know if I could put. Uh, I mean, critically, it's a different conversation as far as mm. what the top two are. That's Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Don't know how much I could tell you one's better than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the top two of the year. Yeah, um, I'd say this this is kind of on the same level critically as as Asteroid City, if not. Um, oh what? yeah. Yeah, what did we give at? We gave it nine two five. I'd say it's um, that's about that. Mm-hmm. You know, are we are we ready for that? Is it that time? Is I'd it time say, for a rating? I think we are. I think I have covered all of mine. Um, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we are there. Um, okay, yeah. I wonder, enjoyment wise, what is it compared to? Damn, I love seeing Collateral at a nine seven five. It makes me so happy. Um, but I don't think this is a nine seven five. This no, this In, is enjoyment wise. It's not. It's uh, it I, is. I like watching it a great deal. Um, there's it, it is complicated to throw a number at it. Whenever I you know at the top of the episode we talked about how it's a different kind of enjoyment than a movie like collateral collateral is a movie I could watch and watch and watch and watch. And I'll, I I will watch Ferrari again, but not for the same reasons Mm -hmm. at all. And probably not more than a couple more times. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, and it's a long life, you know, there's no guarantee how many times that is, but you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. within the next few years, once or twice I might revisit uh might revisit Ferrari. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'd say collateral, I'll throw on maybe not as much. I was about to compare it to like the Batman whenever I just have like a random spurt of like I need the Batman uh just out of nowhere. I feel like I, I I've had an itch to watch Collateral. We were almost going to watch it um two days ago, but then we switched to 
I don't know, some Mark Wahlberg movie. Ah, uh, yes, I saw you log that on Letterboxd, the new Apple uh, TV one. Yeah, a family plan or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, kind of a Christmas-ish movie, not really. But it's got the we family were, thing know, going yeah, on, you know? Yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, but that really made me pit. Like, I was pissed. I really thought I was getting collateral that day, and then we didn't. Uh, so I've been really wanting to watch it again. you got the stupid fucking Mark Wahlberg um, comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was okay. Um, it was, it was, it was funny, uh, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but a, a lot of it, uh, cr- I know I'm switching gears here. A lot of it, crazy enough, is just a ad for Valorant, uh, the video game. Uh, like, I mean, it, it's cr- like a literal ad, like in the movie. Like, it's, it's, uh, wild. I've never really seen anything quite like it in a movie how it is like so clearly an ad in the movie like it not not a product placement it is what is the focus of the i mean it, it is like they turned a fucking commercial on i like it's it's nuts um that is bizarre yeah so i was a little pissed that i got that instead of collateral um but yeah no this ferrari will it, it will be kind of like a rewatch um, I feel like an Oppenheimer, um, like I, Oppenheimer, I do have to sit down and, and kind of get prepared for that one. Yeah. You I'll probably watch it more. Yourself um, and this, this feels like I, I need to be like, all right, I'm, I'm either showing this to someone else for the first time and I'm, I'm watching it with them or, um, or it's just going to be like, yeah, I haven't seen this in a while. And I remember, remember it fondly, but it'll probably take a couple months. Uh, to to get there i'd say but yeah i don't know i think i'm let's see out of the michael mann movies like thief was an eight seven five um enjoyment wise mm-hmm. i mean like for me the floor is nine um okay i like, like that, that's that's the I'm floor glad. for me i i'm because i was definitely I'm north of thief that. i was north of thief the killer was a nine two five um if the killer was a nine two five, for me this has to be a nine two five. I don't know, like that is its closest companion in terms mm-hmm. of my enjoyment as far as what we have covered on the podcast so far. Um, it's a different kind of enjoyment, obviously. It's more like the killer was technically fantastic in terms of like uh just visually and sound mm-hmm. design and all that stuff. We've talked about that obviously at length. Um the story here was much more interesting the performances in my opinion were much better the visuals that's hard to say i don't think i'd say this is visually better than the killer but uh it's very very good visually and that makes it a more enjoyable viewing or yeah. as enjoyable a viewing for me um it's in the so same ballpark I think, visually yeah. for sure it's it i would say the killer probably still etches it out a little bit but this isn't like a uh a clear, oh, this isn't like, some uh, yeah. boring schlock mm-hmm. by any means. Yeah, there, there are uh, there is intent behind the camera placements. Uh, there are very God, very. There's this moment uh, whenever he picks up a phone, and someone's in the background, and he like walks towards the phone, and he takes up half the screen, and he's got the phone to his ear, and it's just a subtle moment, like little moments like that, where it's not super impactful, mm-hmm. it's not super important. Uh, the mm-hmm. same thing they do with Patrick Dempsey at one point after he's won, and Enzo gets on the phone and is like. What happened today, it has nothing, it's completely separate from your winning. You know, you did a good job, you did incredible. 
you have nothing to feel mm. bad about. You did what you did. You did what you had to do, and it has nothing to do with you. Good job. Another great character moment, by the way, but uh, visually a beautiful sequence where he's sitting by mm. like lamplight and it's yeah. dark and it's just, you know, like it's gorgeous. Um, so yeah. I found myself, it, 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 you're enjoying it pretty much solely for how good it is. You know, like it's not, it's not like, oh man, this is such a fun fucking movie. You know, like that, like the killer is. Mm-hmm. It's just, you were watching it like, wow, this is well done. And that makes yeah. it, it makes it very enjoyable. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I did, uh, tear up a few times. The laughs were there, you know, there, there, there were a few, uh, like funny moments, um, mm. thrown in there. Um, but a, a lot of it was just like total engrossment in the story and like, wow, like, yeah, this is, um, this is kind of a cool story to be told. Uh, mm. and, um, I'm glad we're getting like this, this view of it, this, uh, insider kind of, scoop it felt like it i, I like definitely the uh that, definitely much more similar to that for his filmography than anything else um i would yeah, say the uh whenever he went up to the journalist um it was like you know hey say i'm i'm uh thinking about talking with for or henry ford uh but i'm categorically denying it uh you know well are you categorically you know are you actually and he's like yeah of course i'm denying it uh, but, but yeah, put that out and, uh, I'll give you a personal on me and, uh, you can only post it whenever I give the go ahead. It kind of felt like this movie was almost like the, uh, the, that article, that article that was yeah. finally given the go ahead. But obviously I don't think Michael Mann was, uh, waiting for, um, Enzo Ferrari, um, for his approval. Um, when did, I'm assuming, is he, is, I'm assuming Long he's passed dead. away. Yeah. Um, he died in 88. Um, I wonder when the first, when he, when Michael Mann was first going to make this movie. Um, so De Niro was the first guy the he 90s. approached probably. Yeah. Nineties wow. with Robert De Niro. Would you look at that? So maybe he did. He was like, he was waiting for the man. Uh, Laura said, don't name that kid Ferrari until I die. And Enzo said, none of this personal shit until I die either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this was probably a known story even before he was dead. Yeah, uh, no, this is so, based off a book. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's already long, long gone there, but I don't know. It, it felt just kind of, um, was cool just how like he he dealt with the the journalists and and uh you know he called I love whenever he stepped up to the presser um, and he was like you you said i do this you're gone yeah you, you said this untrue you're gone you know like uh <laughs> widow or uh, i'm a widow maker he, he wasn't, wasn't technically married, married. Get he's the fuck not even out of technically here. married Get the fuck out of here and they're just like damn it they're like shit man he's like can't do anything about it they're like whatever uh but no yeah he he was awesome. Um, and then just, yeah, little scenes like that that I'm like, that are just popping back up. Um, very memorable. Very memorable yeah. movie, man. Like, uh, it sticks with you. Uh, and for that, I think it's, uh, it's it was obviously enjoyable. Uh, but I think that speaks to how well it was made. I think it was extremely well done. And uh, I, I think that it's on similar footing as our enjoyment rating of it. You know, if we gave Asteroid City a 925, 
probably about where this sits. You know, I uh, I don't know how much higher I could take it um, okay. because I think Asteroid City script and screenplay just has a lot more nuance than this does. Um, this is pretty straightforward, but it's extremely well done and so mm-hmm. well shot, excruciatingly well performed. Mm. Um, yeah, like like Tavara said at at the end while we were walking out that like take the racing away it's kind of a mob movie uh it kind of kind of felt it like a yeah, a you, you mob could rework it movie you feeling could rework the story of it and it could be yeah. that showing that like ferrari is a business like at the end of the day but like to him it is not that is like his life you know sort of thing but like when whenever you look at it through the lens of like his personal life actions are affecting this larger company all because he's just the guy who started it, you know, sort of thing. It's and like, that company is in turn affecting his life, you know. Yeah. Like it's, a, uh, uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I I like that that nine two five. I think it, it does pair well with Asteroid City. Um, the killer. Let's see. We gave that a nine critically, and I think I think like the performances here. Uh, Fastbender does a, a phenomenal job in the killer, but. I think like everyone is just doing doing really good, especially um, Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. They just I mean, kind of knock it out of the park. And Penelope but, Cruz are two of my favorite performances of the year in this movie. Like, yeah, I, I love Fassbender in The Killer, but his work doesn't come close to what Driver did here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, like Killian as Oppenheimer is kind of the only like man. role that is that's coming into like competition. Uh, with this for me, as as far as movies I've seen this year, which is uh, basically this project. Um, and uh, um, actually, no, we did discover that I did see a, a, quite a a few more than I yeah. thought. But um, no, this this was this was definitely a highlight of the year. Came in at the buzzer uh, Christmas time, but still, I don't know. It left its mark on this year. That's for sure. This was a was incredibly a nine two five. It's it ties it with the insider overall. Um, it is mm. below heat, above collateral, above above thief, uh, above manhunter. So yeah, I think I don't know. It does does slot in where I think it belongs, where it shall. Um, and and wow, we are we are there. Done with Michael Mann. Done for the year. For directors at and large. we got one movie left, and we're going to drop off a bit in quality this Friday as uh, uh, we will top off the year with Green Lantern uh, for our comic book movie journey through film. Can't wait for that. Uh, so exciting. So riveting. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, who? what better way to contrast such a wonderful piece of practical Mm-hmm. tangible wonderful filmmaking than with that um, yeah from ferrari red to the green from the green lantern i think green. it's uh it go. is a, a perfect you know we got to realize there are movies like ferrari that are made very well that are enjoyable because they're made so well um, but then we got to realize not every movie is made the same uh they there there are reasons why we can say this movie is better than others uh and it it is because we know what is bad we know um 
what it is, but not not a sh- not a complete shitter. Um, oh, to be sure. Thinks. I think I think it'll be somewhat fun. Yeah, uh, there's a, that's a fun conversation that we've already had. We're we're technically done for the year as yeah. far as what we. This recorded. is the most um, most like uh, record and and ship kind of the, the quickest one we we've had for a while. Yeah, um, we had a, we had a couple in a row here. We had collateral last Tuesday, put it out last Wednesday, okay. and then we're doing there so. This man one, it's yeah. definitely the most we've done that though. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the last time we did that uh, where we did day before put it out thing um, yeah we're typically very far ahead and as of right now we still are quite ahead we've got uh mm-hmm. more episodes scheduled right now than we have in a long time um let's see yeah eight scheduled with a ninth that came out today um mm-hmm. or yesterday i should say um and this will be out tomorrow so that eight scheduled will maintain um but uh yeah no it's uh what it's been wonderful. Um, mm. And I'm looking forward to at some point trying to work in a 2023 in review conversation. Um, not sure when we'll be able to do that. If it's before the end of the year, unlikely, but if we could, that'd be awesome. Uh, if we, if it's early next year, hey, it gives me more time to watch more shit from this year. So, uh, you know, there's mm. a, there's a give and take there. Um, but yeah, with that, we will conclude our episode and our spotlight on Michael Mann with Ferrari. If you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. I also do a lot of writing over there and for a dollar 50 a month, you can get access to just that. But for $3 a month, you can also get our audio content. Uh, and all that money goes into making sure I can put this podcast on. It's huge because it costs me money to make it. And I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod, mm-hmm. and remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever it is you might be listening. Uh, continue to download episodes such as that one that's coming this Friday with Green Lantern. I can't imagine there's a lot of overlap in our audience between those who want to see <laughs> Ferrari and those who want to see yeah. Green Lantern. But for those of you who do, <laughs> Uh, I strongly recommend you go ahead and, and listen to that this Friday. Uh, whether you watch it or not is up to you, but it's it's a mm-hmm. conversation worth listening to nonetheless. And then we continue our Game of Thrones rewatch. Winter is blooming into the new year next Monday on January 1st with Season 6, Episode 9, The Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> Happy New Year. Like Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's probably a bit more overlap between the people who'd want to see Ferrari and the people who watched Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there is, if I'm if I'm expecting that right, I can't imagine a better place for you to be than winter is blooming on Mondays with us. Uh, It's it's a a wonderful show that I've had such a fun time doing for so long now. Um, And we're we're nearing the end. Like I said, Mm -hmm. coming to the close of season six. um, Yep. But, uh, yeah, shan't be long now before that's all over and done with. And we're on to fire and bloom season two for house of the dragon. Um, oh yeah. But man. Yeah. So all that out, do be sure to check all that out. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, 
peace, love, and bloom. And you get in my cars. You get in to win.